Hello and welcome to Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Today we're going to talk about cosmetic surgery after pregnancy, after weight loss, and after other life-changing uh, situations that might lead a patient to look to a cosmetic surgeon to really help improve their appearance. In this insightful interview with Aesthetic Insider Radio, Dr. Irene Tower, a cosmetic surgeon who practices at Inland Cosmetic Surgery in Rancho Cucamonga, will discuss how her expertise is really helping patients regain a pre-pregnancy body and help with those that have extreme, extreme weight loss and, and other things. Dr. Tower, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Angela. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Tower, before we kind of go into questions about talking about, you know, all these wonderful cosmetic surgery procedures that you, that you do perform and how you help patients, um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about yourself and let our listeners, you know, just, just what it is about inland cosmetic surgery and your, your position there as a leading, you know, cosmetic sur- surgeon and practice. Yes, so uh, I've been in practice now in Southern California for about nine years. I have not always lived here. I came from Texas and then did some training in Pittsburgh, so I've kind of been all over the country. I have three beautiful children of my own, and they are the light of my life, but it really gives me a good understanding of the changes that women's bodies will go through um, during pregnancies and childbirth, and those type of uh, changes can really affect the way a woman feels about her body. So uh, that's one of the uh, things that I love to do here at Emma Cosmetic Surgery is really help mommies and uh, help them get their confidence back, their bodies back after having had, you know, all their children. So So who would you say are your kind of like typical patients that would need um, body contouring procedures? Well, we look at um, anyone that's had... excessive stretching of their skin. So that would be a pregnancy where, um, you know, when the skin elasticity gets um, to a certain level and it gets destroyed by stretch marks and things like that, once, you know, that that stretching is gone, that skin doesn't go back. It doesn't have the elasticity it once had. And so it starts to hang. And this is something that people feel self-conscious about. So this can happen from pregnancies, This can happen from massive weight loss, and we're seeing so many um, weight loss surgical procedures, the gastric bypass, the gastric sleeve, that's very common, uh, that a lot of people are losing a lot of weight, um, you know, over 100 pounds of weight loss, and skin really just has a hard time recovering from that type of volume loss. It just will not retract back to normal, so it leaves you with a lot of extra skin. So... You know, with women who have had just children and have kind of, you know, maintained their weight throughout their life, it may just be that they need, you know, a breast and tummy procedure because those are the two main areas that will change during the childbirth and pregnancies. But someone who's had um, massive weight loss, and you have to address their entire body because now their, their arm skin may be hanging, their neck may be hanging, their breast, their tummy, their buttock, their thighs. So we kind of can address, uh, we kind of look at the two patients a little bit differently for the most part, um, but that's kind of the difference between the two. So with mommies, it's mostly going to be a breast and a tummy procedure that needs 
uh, to be addressed, and then with massive weight loss, you kind of will address the entire body. Well, let me ask you, because you know, I've heard the term mommy makeover. Is that something that kind of is that a, a, a term you use? Um, and, and, and with a mommy makeover, does it just include a breast augmentation, a tummy tuck? Are there any other procedures? You know, does it depend on the patient? I have loads of questions, as <laughs> you, yes. you can tell. No, mom, yeah, mommy makeover is a very general term, and we use it for any combination of breast and tummy procedure because that's kind of what will take um, a toll during pregnancy and childbirth. So there could be a lot. Of, it's very individualized per patient. So a patient may come in with adequate breast tissue that just seems to be hanging. So we would offer her possibly just a lift, and she wouldn't necessarily need an implant per se because she has the volume still. Um, and then maybe she has a little bit of loose skin on her tummy, but not a lot, not enough to really need a tummy tuck, and her muscles are in good condition, so maybe she just needs a mini tuck. So you could do a breast lift and a mini tuck, and we would still call it a mommy makeover, but, you know, it's just because it will encompass both the breast and the tummy. So there's so many variations to what we would call a mommy makeover. So when, you know, people ask, what is it? It's it's basically any breast and tummy procedure that you would do together to help improve the appearance of the two. Now, interesting. So now what is the difference between a mini tuck, a mini tummy tuck, and a regular tummy tuck? So when we are talking about um, extra skin, we try to evaluate all the different quadrants of the abdomen. So some people just have a little extra skin at the bottom. So they're t the like so when I mean bottom, I'm kind of dividing it by the belly button. So when we look at the abdomen, if the skin above the belly button looks good, it's nice and tight. There's really no issues there. The muscles seem like they're in fairly good. Uh, position, they're not too distended from uh, what we call the separation of the muscle that we get from childbirth at times. Um, if all of those things look okay, but she's got some loose skin at the bottom, or maybe she has a C-section scar that's now created this kind of a, a almost an indentation with a little bit of skin over it. This is a very common concern with women with C-section. They don't like that. So we can offer a woman like this a mini tuck. So a mini tuck will just address the skin at the lower portion of the abdomen. So you're not really getting the muscle tightening. You're not going to be getting uh, a new belly button. So it's just going to be basically removing the extra skin at the lower portion of the, of the, of the abdomen. The nice thing about doing a mini tuck, and we will offer it to people sometimes that are a little bit a little bit carry a little bit more weight in their tummy. So it we can do more liposuction of the entire abdomen when we're doing a mini tuck because it's it we're not moving as much skin and we're doing a little bit less um work underneath to so it's we can be a little bit more aggressive with taking a little bit more fat. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> and I would imagine it depends on the person and and even in the case of uh, perhaps um, pregnant women with multiple children, perhaps they've had a little, you know, twins, triplets. I would right. imagine they, they they get a little bit more muscle stretching than exactly. Than the so when you have that muscle, when you have that muscle stretching, and you have loose skin above and below the um, the umbilicus, um, sometimes even the belly button will develop an umbilical hernia. On women like this, a full tummy tuck is what we would recommend. So in a full tummy tuck, we remove all the skin below the belly button. It gives us access to all of the muscles, which we 
uh, plicate down the midline, so we repair all the muscles down the midline, uh, and then we pull that skin down, and then it allows us to recreate a new belly button. Um, it's still your belly button, but we just put it through a new area of skin now that we've pulled everything down. So when we do a full tummy tuck, we can't, like I said, we, can, we can't do as much liposuction. So we're limited to the waist. So we can't be doing too much aggressive liposuction because it's too damaging to the tissues. And because we've already done so much work to lift and pull and plicate muscles, we have to be a little bit more conservative with that. Okay, that makes sense. And then let me ask you in terms of, um, like, how long after having a child would you do patients come for a mommy makeover? Um, you know, there's really no certain point where I say you, you shouldn't or should not come in, but normally about three months and you have to be at a point where you're pretty sure you're not going to have more kids because it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, that was going to be my next uh, question. <laughs> yeah. So um, you really should be, okay, I'm I'm done with having children because there's really no point, I mean, to, um, to do all of that work and then have another pregnancy. Um, it happens. I mean, we've had it happen before. And usually, you know, patients surprisingly don't stretch out quite as much as they did the first time. So it's... Um, they do bounce back a little bit better after having had a tummy tuck and then gotten pregnant. But, I mean, overall, it's ideal to be done with having children and at least three months after, and you have to not be breastfeeding anymore. So if you are breastfeeding and you want to have a mommy makeover, uh, we do like to see that the breasts are dry for about three months or else it could put you at higher risk of infection. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, you know, and then would you say with patients from, um, you know, like post-pregnancy patients, in terms of recovery and in terms of age of patient, is there any difference? Is there, you know, smoother recovery, longer recovery? Um, you know, because we do have kind of quite a lot of, um, you know, mommies that are, you know, not, not in their 20s. You know, they may be in their late right. 30s, early 40s. So is there any significant difference there? Um, you know, it's not as much of an age thing I've seen as much as it is just general health. So women that tend to eat healthy and exercise and really take care of themselves um, and keep up with their protein intake and their diet is very healthy, and that's what's really going to make the biggest difference in terms of good recovery and speedy recoveries. The other thing that I kind of have noticed is um, patients that add a lot more procedures. So if you're adding to your mommy makeover liposuction of the entire back, liposuction of the thighs, you know, you, you've kind of now added several other levels of work to be done, it can kind of slow things down because your body now has to recover from that much bigger of a procedure. So, but normally um, a breast and a tummy mommy makeover, they recover very well. And usually, you know, within three weeks, they're feeling pretty well going back to most of their regular activities. Now, I wouldn't say if you're someone that does extreme type of workouts that you're going to be doing that in three weeks, but, you know, most of your daily activities will be, you know, attainable around three weeks after surgery. Now, talking about workouts, um, I did notice on your website there's an amazing photo of you as a competitive athlete and, um, and bodybuilder. And do you feel that you're you know, because of your nature of athletic nature, that it has helped you 
with an understanding of body aesthetics kind of influence you as a surgeon as and as an athlete? I I mean I feel like all of that kind of plays into it. I mean when you're we're working to improve your own body, you become so aware of the muscles and how everything looks and proportions and it just become it's just a new awareness when you're trying to achieve something for yourself and now you're trying to achieve it for, you know, my patients. So I feel like they go hand in hand. Um, I feel like I have a good understanding, but everyone has their own ideal body aesthetic. So I am not going to push my body aesthetic on any certain patients, you know, because some patients don't want to be muscular and lean. That's just not what they're looking for. They want to be curvy and round. So we try to just accommodate what, you know, someone else's ideal is for themselves rather than, you know, what I feel my ideal is for myself. So um, you have to be flexible. You have to understand that cultures and um, just the way you, you know, feel about the world changes how you see your body and how you want to look. So um, I think that's kind of the most important thing is just kind of having a very artistic eye about it, but also being very flexible and understanding that everyone's going to want their bodies to look in a certain way. And then you have to just, you know, give them their realistic expectations as well because some patients want the want the universe and <laughs> you really can't deliver and um you know, some things that people want. So we try to come to a real good understanding of what is achievable with surgery. Mm, that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Now, one of your specialties, I know, is body contouring and, um, you know, in helping people who have had the significant weight loss. Um, so when you see a patient after they have, you know, I guess my question would be, <clears throat> what would be the highest like weight loss patient that you have done body contouring and cosmetic surgery procedures on? Like you mentioned earlier, like a hundred pound weight loss. Um, would would that be the highest, um, lowest? I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what my highest and lowest. But I know we've had patients up to two hundred pound weight loss, um, and you know. Even patients that have lost 50 pounds at times, just a smaller weight loss, still can have a degree of um, skin laxity that they're unhappy with. It's just um, probably not as global of a problem on their body. It just may be their abdomen. And it depends where people carry their weight. Some women, you know, carry their weight in their thighs. So when they lose a lot of weight, maybe their tummies actually don't have as big of a problem as their thighs do. And so we would first possibly address the thighs and really look at them and see how we can improve the skin quality of the thighs. So um, everyone's very individual, how they gain and how they lose and where they carry their weight. Uh, men, a lot of times, will come in with um, that have had severe weight loss. They usually carry it in their abdomen and in their back. And so and a lot of men with weight loss, we really require a full body lift, which would be taking skin from the back and taking skin uh, from the front and doing a full tummy tuck, and that really gives a better contour for them rather than doing just the abdomen. Mm. Um, another thing that we see with um, extreme weight loss is, even for men, is you know sagging chest, you know, and they have a lot of skin, and then they will require a lift just like you would do almost for a woman. I mean, you adjust it to the male chest, but you still have to remove extra skin because they've had 
so much, you know, fatty tissue there that now that they've lost it, they want to have that nice, tight chest that, you know, they're working so hard to achieve. So there's lots of areas of the body that you have to individualize and kind of take piece by piece. And a lot of times when you've had patients that have lost like 200 pounds, you can't do everything in one surgical session. It just is not feasible. So we usually will split it up. We'll give patients options of what makes sense and what surgeries would go together better and um, allow them to have, you know, nice, good recoveries and the best aesthetic outcome. Yeah, that's really interesting because I never really thought about the difference in, you know, just like you said, how some people have weight in, in different areas, but the kind of very specific difference of, you know, women gain, some women gain yeah. more weight in their thighs, some men in their backs, you know, and 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 the overall, the overall, you know, result you want is to give their body as much balance as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, would you say in terms of, you know, the reaction of a patient with extreme weight loss after, you know, they've they've gone through this life-changing surgery, um, how do they feel about themselves? You know, do you see a change in, in their attitudes in their life? Um, uh, you mean after having had weight loss surgery or after having yes. skin removed? Well, well actually, yeah, actually both. Well, yeah, so both. So, you know, when they come to me and they've had the weight loss surgery, they feel they feel better, you know, like health-wise they feel better, but they really have such a general disappointment at the, at the way their body looks, you know. They almost sometimes have told me, you know, I liked my body better, I think, when I was heavier because at least my skin wasn't hanging, you know. Mm-hmm. So now you know, yeah. they're dealing with an entirely new problem, and it's, you know, just as uncomfortable for them as it was for them to be heavy. I mean, they they feel better. They want to go out. They want to be active. They want to maybe start dating or doing other things, but they're so self-conscious about the skin that's hanging, and um, it really kind of um, almost paralyzes them in this place where they're like, gosh, you know, I worked so hard, and I've gotten to this point, and now I've got this, you know, and um, it's a struggle for them. So, we, you know, we, we really try to, our best to... to you know, address everything, and, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, um, you know, patients a lot of time have to pay out of pocket for a lot of these things, and um, insurances won't always cover um, skin removal. They consider it more of an aesthetic uh, problem, so a lot of people have a hard time just being able to afford it, you know, so uh, we try to work with patients, try to see what we can um, get their insurances to cover. A lot of them have skin that hangs extremely low and they have rashes and other issues and so if it becomes a medical problem and they're now having uh, infections and rashes because of the extra skin it kind of sometimes will help us out and and helping and get the skin removed you know but um, they struggle so they really aren't happy necessarily so once we you know once we've done the surgery and we are starting to work on removing the skin they transform. They are my most grateful patients. Mm -hmm. They really, I never hear any complaints from any patients that have gone through this. They're just so extremely happy. They're so ready to move on with life. They have like a new um, outlook on everything and just, you know, they, 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 oh, tell me over and over that I changed their life. They really did it themselves. And, um, 
I was just I, I was there and I helped out, but um, they are very grateful and it's really so rewarding for me. So that's why I really like working with patients like that. You know, <clears throat> what I think is great is you know when I hear you say you know well they you know first off they feel you know they want to lose the weight and and I'm sure they have an ideal of how they will look after they lose weight. And then, you know, they have this huge weight loss, and which, like you said, they've worked extremely hard to lose that weight, and whether it is through diet and exercise, whether it's through a bypass, a gastric bypass, you know, or whatever procedure, they still have worked really hard to get to that point. And then that disappointment in the middle of, oh, well, I don't actually look like I thought I would, you know. Right. And then you are the one who then gives them probably that vision of themselves, what they had, after cosmetic surgery, which um, I can understand how very grateful to you they are, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, with you know, obviously, there's um, we have about about ten minutes left on the show, and you know, we've talked about mommy makeovers and procedures for moms, and we've talked about you know weight loss or more extreme weight loss patients. You know, you know, but I do understand. You know, you know, there are you know, other people who have other body cosmetic surgery needs that aren't necessarily moms and they aren't necessarily extreme weight loss people. But, you know, for the, for the person out there who perhaps has, you know, a, you know, a breast issue or a tummy tuck, you know, a tummy issue or just a, you know, my butt doesn't look as good as I'd like it to, yeah. <laughs> you know, what are the more general procedures that, that you perform and what types of patients come through your practice? Yeah, so now we're we're seeing a lot of patients, you know, and social media is playing into this a lot. And this new aesthetic of people want very small waist and very chiseled abs and they want, you know, a very round buttock. And um, a lot of these things aren't necessarily achievable without, one, very, <laughs> very good genetics or two, just kind of, um, you can't be achieve, you can't achieve that at the gym, you know. So they turn to us to kind of, you know, recontour their body to give them more ideal shape for themselves. So again, genetics plays a huge role in the shape of your body. So some people are so frustrated, and you know, they just carry weight in their tummy, and they just can't seem to, you know, get rid of it. But they're fit, they're healthy, and they work out. So they may be a really good candidate for liposuction. You know, their skin quality is still good. They just want a little bit of the fluff that's around their abdomen to be trimmed up, and they're just struggling to get it off. And this is very common. We see this in men and in women. And uh, so another very common procedure I do is something called high-definition liposuction, where we can we do liposuction of the abdomen and in the back, and we start to kind of um, define the muscles. So when people are athletic and they want to see a little bit more muscle definition, liposuction can achieve that. We can, it's called high-definition liposuction. We uh, accentuate the musculature in the abdomen. And so you can have a nice trim abdomen. And for the most part, if you maintain your weight, it becomes easier and less of a problem area for patients that have had liposuction in an area. So if it's been, you know, so if it's an area that's always just, very difficult for you to lose from, that's a great area to have liposuction. You know, just kind of take it off the table. It's not as much of a problem, and you can kind of focus on feeling good and healthy about your body and not constantly struggling with that one area. So um, 
that's that, that's a good ideal patient for liposuction. Other people just want to be more feminine, so maybe there's a young girl that doesn't, you know, has absolutely no breast tissue, and you know, she just wants to have a little something, be a little bit more what she would consider to be a more feminine body, and we can do just a breast implant, and you know, that's a very common procedure that we're doing. Um, some women just want a breast lift and that could be a problem just with aging it could be even a woman that's never had children and her breasts now are not as perky as they used to be when she's 20 and now she's 50 but she still wants to enjoy her life and her breast and so we could just do a breast lift where we remove extra skin but not necessarily have to do an implant so um, and another one that's very common right now is the Brazilian butt lift so you know everyone wants a little bit rounder fuller butt and again it's very hard to achieve the looks that we're seeing out there with squats. It's just not happening. So we liposuction. So you have to have some fat on your body in order to do this. You can't be a rail and come in and want fat transfer because it just won't happen. But um, most people will carry enough, um, enough weight on them to where we can do liposuction of the abdomen and the back. And we take that fat, we've harvested it um, in a very kind of gentle way, uh, and we place it into the buttock, and it creates a nice curvature, and it's very natural looking as, as long as you don't overdo it, but it can, it's a very nice um, way to enhance the buttock without it, um, you know, it doesn't have to look overdone. It can look very subtle and just help kind of redistribute the weight in the body and give a little bit nicer aesthetic. You know, we have about four minutes left on the show, and so I would like to ask, you know, in terms of these procedures, which I love it that we're talking about trends, or current trends in, you know, like the Brazilian butt and, and the liposuction, um, but I would like to just ask you, you know, briefly in terms of the trends, where do you kind of see cosmetic surgery going now? Do you think, you know, we have, have reached, you know, an air, a time in our in our practices where, you know, we're pretty much doing all the procedures possible? Are there any new things on the horizon? Are there any other trends that we haven't discussed? Um, you know, it's, it's it goes with the time. So, you know, cosmetic surgery will constantly adjust itself. I don't think we're reinventing the wheel at any point. Um, I think there's always um, always room for improvement. You know, right now... Um, a lot of women are having their breast implants taken out and just getting a lift and going more towards a more natural type of body appearance, you know, kind of accepting where their body is and wanting to look more natural. So we're kind of seeing a little bit of that starting to happen as well. So we kind of adjust with the times and what people are, are you know, requiring and demanding. And, um we always keep up with literature and, you know, the latest and greatest of what's kind of coming out there um, to allow us to get better results for our patients. I mean, there's always, like, little issues that sometimes can plague, um, you know, cosmetic surgeons because a lot of times we're dealing with, you know, putting foreign bodies into people, like the implants. And anytime you're doing that, there's, you know, scar tissue and different type of things that we deal with. And, uh you know, I think advances um, towards, you know, how to prevent certain complications and certain um, other risk factors that come in with that um, is kind of what we're still constantly working on and to improve and make better. I don't think implants are ever going to go away. I don't think <laughs> there's certain things that are kind of uh, 
tried and true and uh, will continue to happen. But like I said, it's, it goes with the time. So the trend right now is a very curvy, curvaceous figure. Maybe in a couple years we'll kind of go back to how it was in the 90s where everybody wanted to be rail thin, you know. So it just kind of depends, and we adjust, and uh, for the most part we're flexible with what people want as long as it's safe and not unrealistic. Yeah, and I think it's great, as you say, you know, you can accommodate each patient and understand that each body is different. So, you know, a rail thin person isn't going to have a, that curvaceous body or at least right. not easily, you know, yeah. and uh, understanding the safety issues, you know, with, with that request. Um, you know, we, we are kind of wrapping up the show, and I know our listeners, you know, would, you know, really want to know how they can get in touch with you Um and so if you wouldn't mind just telling our audience, you know, the best way to reach you for any questions they may have. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're at Inland Cosmetic Surgery. My name is Dr. Tower, and uh, our website is www.inlandcosmetic.com. Uh, we all, you can also call the office. The office number is area code 909-987-0899. And I know if there's anyone that, you know, is in Instagram, I do have a body by Dr. T. Body by Dr. T. You can see a lot of my before afters, and then my personal page is uh, Tower Power MD. So um, you know you can find me there, and it has all of our information as well. Well, Dr. Irene Tower, thank you so much for being on um, Aesthetic Insider Radio. I'd love to have you back on the show as a guest and, and maybe discuss. You know, one of the things I, I feel is leading by example. You know, um, you are fit, you are healthy. You're a beautiful, wonderful surgeon, and um, I'm sure you aspire many of your patients to oh, really, that. you know, live the best life they can. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. No, thank you so much. It was very nice being on the show. I appreciate you very much. Absolutely. We'll have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.